Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley McRoberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping The Challenge, Season 36, Double Agents, Episode 7, Die, Die Another, Another J. J. All right. Is that enough 007 for your butts? Well, let's jump into it. Previously on The Challenge, Leo has removed himself from the game. Gabby and Devin are partners. Teresa and Jay won big time. They put Cam and Kyle in the crater against the house vote, which was Ashley and Corey. Cam sends Ashley home. Corey is a rogue agent, and Cam ends this previously on last week by saying, We're coming for you, Jay. Let's get into today's episode. We get everyone filing back into the house as we do. Cam is in first. She is the winner. She yells out through the house, the Killas are home. The Killas are home. Mr. and Mrs. Killa here. Our first interview is Devin. And he says, Teresa and Jay, woo, their reign was a fail. The person you blindsided won and came back in the house. And now everybody's pissed. I mean, uh, I it, was it a fail? Teresa seems to think it was not through all of her interviews. It's just like, this was my plan. I knew this was going to happen, and now we have to deal with it. But from everybody else's perspective, it's just like you just double-crossed a bunch of people out in the open. You lied to old friends, and it seems to me like you're an easy person to throw up on that chopping block. And mm. where do you fall on this? Did you, did you think last episode, Teresa's whole plan and the way that it unfurled, is that a fail? Is that a big F, as uh, as Devin said in his interview? I just don't really think that Teresa was going to come out of this a winner either way, unless she put herself in there against a smaller player like Amber, for example. You know, if Ashley came back, then I guess what? I guess Ashley wouldn't have been mad at Teresa, but then she would have been mad at the whole house, and the whole house would have been like, yeah, Teresa asked us to do that. I just don't know how Teresa would come out of this Unscathed. I think she would have been mad at Teresa. Yeah, she, exactly. It was her, she was the reason was she was plan. there. Yeah. It was her plan. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Teresa just wanted to get out a heavy hitter, and she put two strong girls in there, hoping that one of them would take each other out, which they did. Do I, I, I don't know why this is such an, uh, a, a horrible fail. You know what it might be? People don't think Teresa's going to make any big moves. And then she made a big move and everybody got pissed. Everybody gets that probably. It's people being butthurt. I mean, that's yeah. 90% of the reactions here. But I will say this. Don't you think there are people in the house who are not like rookies or whatever you want to call them, prospects or newer players? Like, don't you think that people are like, hey, you know, like Ashley was out of the game and that was good for my game. And then she came back and I kind of got pissed off that they yeah. brought Ashley, a big contender, back in this game for no apparent reason. She already lost. You know, Teresa, I'm going to give you a pass because, honestly, she shouldn't have been here anyway. She already lost. Totally. Why Don't, are we not seeing that? We're not seeing one person this entire episode go, you know, to be honest, she had already been thrown off the show. Like, I can't be too mad that that happened. It's like, okay, we were reset like we were the first, uh, you know. And Ashley is a threat. She's a big threat. She is a big threat. So I, I this is a weird thing. And, I, and to me, somebody must have said this in the fucking interview at some point mm -hmm. to be like, you know, like somebody like Devin. You know, um, to be just like, hey, OK, guys, like we're men of Teresa, but like she was already she already left. It's unfair that she came back. Like, right. let's all pretend like this, this didn't happen and move on. Well, I think that they're not mad that she sent Ashley home. I think that they're mad that she blindsided Cam. Ash, one person in this house had to have been like, hey, that was weird that she came back out of nowhere because she was eliminated legally in the first episode of this fucking television show. So it's like, mm, okay, she's gone now. Let's like move on. You know, I, I I just wanted a little bit of that. Yeah. Just give me a little bit of we're on a TV show and that was weird. I'm playing in a contest for half a million bucks or whatever it is. That's weird that she came back. Thank you, Teresa. But the, the editors and the producers don't want us to remember that they fucked up by breaking all the women's arms in the first quarter of this <laughs> game. So, I don't know. It's weird. I won't bring it up again because it's a stupid thing to harp on. But, uh, you know, still. You often bring up this idea of, like, why is no one saying we're on a television show? Yeah, yeah. And it does happen later in this it episode. Does, it it was sort of a fun, uh, 
like fulfilling prophecy because you complain about that because i brought it up at some point in the middle of the episode and then i would say a scene or two later somebody else actually says the thing that i want them to say but just not exactly in the way that i wanted them to but we can if i remember we'll talk about it the guys are hanging out in the bunks it's uh kyle and Corey. they're looking at jay and uh, kyle says a swing and a miss a swing and a miss kyle and Corey are pissed still you know i get it because those are their partners. You know, Kyle's partnered with Cam. Corey was partnered with Ashley. But Kyle and Corey did not go in. So they've got uh, a lot of animosity towards Jay. They're saying a swing and a miss, a swing and a miss. And then Kyle says friendship means nothing to you. Okay, so I want to say this. This is interesting to me because clearly what has happened in this episode, people are so happy. The men are so happy in the back of their minds that Jay has lied and fully double-crossed them. Because now there is a reason to call out little Jay, all these big fucking guys, and call them out and possibly get their skull off of little Jay without looking like uh, a weenie on television. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about this a teeny tiny bit more later, so I'm going to save the rest of my thought. But I, I do think that they're upset that he, they were double-crossed. But you look at Kyle. Kyle, need, you need somebody in all of these games to be the target. And if somebody doesn't look like a target, you might be a target. Right. So when somebody puts a target on their own back and they're kind of beatable in whatever elimination game, depending on the show, like it's kind of a gift that somebody like Jay double crosses a bunch of people that might be more athletic than him in certain ways, in in in, in some physicality. Um, okay, that's it. Sorry. Corey says the first chance you had, you fucked me over. Then in an Except inter- for Corey. Corey really does feel like he's hurt <laughs> by people. This whole episode, Corey is hurt. I mean, this next interview with Corey, he's like, I feel like I'm by myself. Yeah. He really had the rug pulled out from underneath him with the whole Fessy Nelly thing. And and Corey's just watching his alliances drop. Is, like- it, is it me or is every season Corey never can come off as cool? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Corey is always like the nerd who's fighting from the bottom. Mm. Like, not, not a nerd, but in a way of like, you're, you're, you have a big mountain to climb, my dude, and you're not doing a good job of it. Everybody's always double crossing him. He's yeah. always getting called out he's always making the wrong decision if johnny bananas is there he's getting put in elimination early Corey is i I feel like there was one season when ashley was his partner their season forever ago dirty 30 invasion whatever they had a good Corey came across well because he kind of took over like a mentor role with ashley and that was um you know kind of the beginning of ashley being really like a strong competitor Mm. because Corey's kind of like you got to keep your cool in the house and I guess when Corey was hooking up with ladies, he seemed cool. He, it's not like he doesn't seem cool. He, he's a cool guy, obviously. But he just. You don't is, like his glasses? No, I, I do like his glasses. I just always think that he is like, it's interesting that a guy like that, who to me, if I saw him walking around in the street or if I went to high school with him, he'd seem like, a, like an alpha popular kid. Definitely. You know what I mean? In this Definitely. house, he's always like in the nerd squad on the bottom fighting from the, you know, you know what I mean? He's been on the show for a decade. You know, when is it going to be Corey's time to like walk in a house and be like, yeah, everybody wants to be friends with me. I'm Corey. Like, everybody's going to do right by me. I'm Corey. It it never is like that. He's always getting hurt by his friends. What did Kyle and Wes call the group in the beginning? The stupid crew? (laughs) (laughs) The dumb guys? Yeah. The the stupid idiots or something? (laughs) Poor Corey. Corey says in his interview, I feel like I'm all by myself. Back in the bunks, he says this hurt. Nam, in an interview, says Jay and Teresa are in trouble. And this is bad. This is really bad for me. Nam is my, uh, uh, Jay is my guy, is what Nam is saying. Yeah, I mean, we've never seen any of that on the television show that we watch every week. But uh, I I assume it. I assume that he's not lying. I believe Nam. I like the idea of their friendship. Would love to see these two, this this odd ball, uh, this odd couple. Leroy goes to talk to Jay and he said y'all wanted Cam to go in and it's common courtesy to give somebody a heads up. We share a bunk together. And Leroy in an interview says, I'm upset. All of a sudden, Teresa comes into the room. She goes, this is my fault. Leave him alone. Leroy says, I'm talking to Jay. Then we get an interview from Teresa being like, what is the big deal? Cam got her gold skull. Leroy says, you're not going to win. He's talking to Jay. And she isn't either. Okay? So, you know, this is really where 
I want. I, I think Leroy is 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 like great. I can call Jay out, and it's not going to make me look like weak because he's much smaller than I am because I have like a vendetta. My girlfriend has been double crossed. Double crossed by him. I mean, it worked out completely in her favor, and she was not the target. Although it doesn't really matter in this game because it is a it is sort of a chance encounter in a crater that yeah. decides your fate. But do, I mean, do you have is do you think that there's any credence to this that, that like I'm looking at Leroy and I'm like, Leroy, you're so this is a gift for you. Yeah. That now you get to like pin all of your anger on one diminutive guy. Right. And uh, so I and that's what really sucks for Jay, because that's going to come up over and over again for the rest of his challenge. Well, career. remember, that's what happened with Rogan. He made some bullshit up in his head about that, like that he needed to destroy Jay. Yeah. And then he destroyed Jay. Yeah. And everybody felt bad for Jay. I mean, the only time that it, uh, you know, you know, CT, you know, uh, went home because of Jay. So right. I mean, that makes Jay seem like more of a challenger. And so you don't feel too bad for him. It's not like picking on the kid. He does have a skill set that is dangerous in some ways. But yeah, I would say but people are hungry to put a target on his back because they want to beat the shit out of him because they think they can and, they, right. and take the skull. And uh, unfortunately, I think that's what Leroy is, is the mo- motivated most by here. Do you agree with that? Um, I see your point. Do you really think in this game he really is trying to avenge his girlfriend who got a fucking gold star? Like Leroy, normal Leroy would go home and 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 high five Johnny Bananas in the bunk and be like, I don't care, she got her skull. It's my turn. I think Leroy, there's like a respect thing going on here. I think the fact that Leroy felt close to Jay, that they share a bunk, that Leroy probably build that story. MTV, let's see them eating cereal together, laughing, laughing together by the pool. Let's get a like one or two just fucking Franken clips. Make them up if you have to to make me feel like this isn't the case. Leroy in an interview says, "Cam, Corey, and I, we are all pissed at Jay." Back in the bunks, Leroy says to Jay, your girl could have taken Ashley out. Jay in a, speaking about Teresa. Jay in an interview says, everyone has a right to be pissed at me, but I owe no one an apology. Back at the girls' bunks, Cam is talking, and uh, she's saying, you know, I told Teresa, let me know. I gave her the warning, like, let me know if I'm going to go in. Don't blindside me. Cam in an interview said, Jay is a liar, and Teresa is sneaky. They're going... To be going in over and over. In an interview, Teresa says, we made a big move. And like, Jay, like, yeah, we made a big move. There's fallout here. But you just got to keep your head down and keep your mouth shut. Okay? Don't. She, she says something like a, a day in the challenge house is like a week in the real world. So just keep your, ha- your mouth shut. And she's talking about the actual real world, not like the real world where, you know, the feeder system to the challenge. She's basically telling Jay here, let the dust settle, dog. Just like hide for like an hour and things will get okay. The next day we see CT and Teresa just chatting in the kitchen. Just two old vets having coffee. Uh, CT in an interview says Teresa is underrated and I don't think I'll ever fully trust her. So I don't think Teresa drinks in the house. Whether I don't even know if she drinks at all. So I don't think she drinks. That's why she's up like at 8 o'clock in the morning having coffee. And CT has a kid. And so he's like on that schedule where it's just like, yeah, even if I drink, you know, 14 beers at night, I, I get up at seven. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's just kind of, kind of like a dad's. That's what this meeting looked like. Yeah, it did look like two parents. Like a ter- Teresa, who doesn't drink, gets up early and does her calisthenics. Yeah. Um, and stretches. Um, and then uh, CT's like, yeah, you know, seven beers. That's all I could get up. They're talking here. They're talking about big moves, what they want to do next. And Teresa mentions Durrell just very, very casually. And CT's like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to run a final with him. And in an interview, CT says, if I could pick to have one person not in the final with me, it would be Durrell. I disagree. Why? With that, because he doesn't like heights. You know, he doesn't you know, there's a lot of weaknesses in Durrell's game mm. now. And also, like, honestly, Durrell's got age on him. I'm sure he owns a gym. Last I heard anyway. So I'm sure he's I'm sure his fitness uh, is is w- up there with some of these guys. But I don't know. I, I, age does something to you, folks. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. And slows you down, makes you soft. I just disagree with CT's take here. 
But I also think CT is willing to say anything to anyone in a conversation because that's his game. He's your friend. If you're in a conversation with CT, he's like a friend of yours that you yeah. kind of confide in. And then he will do whatever he wants with that info and kind of slink into the shadows. Wow. What a player. What a player. He's playing a fucking good game this season, man. Then we see this hot tub scene. It happens very quick. Kyle and Devin are in the hot tub. MTV shows us that for three seconds. Then they show us Fessy and Corey having a talk. And they're talking about their relationship. There's a bunch of flashback scenes about Corey and Fessy's relationship. And Fessy's saying to Corey, like, I need to make up with you. This is bigger than the whole Nelly thing. In an interview, Fessy says, I genuinely care about Corey. And then Fessy's just talking about how, like, sometimes I come across as cocky and selfish. But really, I'm just shy. I'm an introvert. I'm self-conscious. Then... We see Kyle listening in the hot tub. And I was like, okay, that's why they showed us the hot tub. And a Kyle... Do you think these two scenes happened at the same time? Nope. I don't think that hot tub's anywhere near where they were talking. I don't think so Because literally, they cut the, to Kyle. And the, the, it looked like it was at a different year. It was like <laughs> nowhere near what they were doing. Kyle, in an interview, says, Corey, you cannot trust Fessy, dog. Corey, in an interview, says, I want to believe Fessy. I do, but it's so hard. It's so hard. We're making steps in the right direction, though. Devin, who's also in the hot tub and is also weighing in, says in an interview, I don't trust anyone who has played Big Brother. It's time for a big move. So he's saying here that Big Brother is just a game full of liars. That's all you do in this show, and that's why I don't trust them, which I find to be an interesting... Oop, sorry, guys. I have a uh, an alarm going off. I'm not going to edit that, so I'll just restate what I'm saying. What Devin says here is that he is... Um, not he's throwing all these the shade at this big brother because big brother is inherently a game for liars yeah which i found very interesting uh to just point out like all of this stuff all of these shows are, are you have are to for see, liars uh, yeah but but is there another way to play big brother other than Somebody coming up to you and going, me and you to the end, me and you to the end. And then well, you going, yeah, of course, man, me and you. And then, you know, going behind their back and lying, basically lying to their face. We watched early seasons of Big Brother. And back then they were playing. Hey, listen to me. They were playing the um, they were playing the. Sorry, Nick was looking at his alarm. I just need you to make sure I didn't <laughs> snooze it, folks. They were playing the game of, like, the person who deserves it most should win. That was happening in the early seasons of Big Brother. That was 50 years ago. We're talking and about the Josh season of Big Brother. No, I don't think so now. But, like, and also the same with Survivor with, like, Coach being like, I'm going to show that, like, honor and integrity can win this game. I think in the early days of reality competition, there was an idea of, like, I'm going to play and win with honor. And I think that's all gone. That's I think gone. that's been gone for at least a decade. I think uh, you can't. It should just been proven to for those guys those people the honorable people lose all the time so it's just like go ahead and uh and double cross backstab and do what you got to do i mean i i think uh in particular the 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 people that are on this show are you know the big brother people are a part mm -hmm. of a a version of Big Brother that is just about fucking lying to people's faces. Yeah. So I think this is just a good read on Devin. And I mean, m more moreover, um, I think Devin is it's a faction. It's like if if, if it's it's like uh, if um, a bunch of cousins were playing this game together. Right. He has to get the cousins, break the cousins up. They they have a they have a, a connection even if they don't talk to one another. Right. They're it's cousins. fresh meat and everyone in there from the Austin real world is in the house. And you're like, well we gotta get all the Austin people out, right, Nick? Right. <laughs> we see the challenge activated sign go off. But wait, sorry. I gotta say one more thing. Devin would thrive on Big Brother. Okay, that's yeah, it. Yeah, he's a big liar. He's a big freaking liar. He would do great there. He I understands think. I how think it he works. lies. I think he lies. I thought his Are You the One season was nothing but lies. No, he wasn't just lying. He was just trying to be like, he was clearly trying to be a character, like mm. a villain. Challenge is activated. Green light is going off. Everybody files down into um, a lake shore, I guess is the only way to describe this. Ch uh, TJ says, is everybody ready to get wet? And we learned that this daily challenge is called Aerial Takedown. There's a helicopter. You got to climb on a bunch of cargo. You hang from the helicopter, five people at a time. And then whoever has like the shortest amount of time knocking off 
everyone from their cargo with the couple. I got confused about the time thing, but basically you're trying to knock your components into the cold it's water. An, it's another king of the hill, king of the mountain, knock the people off. You're the last person standing thing. And it happens in four different heats. Uh, it goes it goes a women's, a men's, a women's, a men's. I think it would be cool if there was like um, another part here where it's like knock everybody off or climb to the top the quickest, like climb all the way up to the helicopter or something sure. like that. Because well, this this failed kind of. It so. did fail. I yeah. needed another caveat so that there's like, okay, am I going to try and knock everybody off or am I going to just go straight for the top? Like, I, uh, I I didn't like this because I don't like the use of helicopters in these stunts. I feel like they've it's gone wrong like with just people using helicopters and things like in shoots like this enough times where it's just like do you really want to cut ct's head off with a fucking chopper chopper blade accident it's like let's just keep it out of that we don't need them i mean it was kind of cool i thought it was kind of cool once again it sort of failed the stuff that i wanted to see fail because if you don't have another it's just like knock everybody off then some people are just gonna sit there yeah you know what if everybody sits there well we'll find out Cam in an interview says, these types of missions are why I'm here. I thrive here. We um, we see this first uh, heat of gals go up and it comes down to Casey and Nani are left. It doesn't really, who knows? Like, is it going to be Casey or Nani? Casey wins. Casey wins and she's proving that uh, she's stronger than she looks. Then we have the first guys heat. It's basically Fessy, Darrell, Devin, Josh, Kyle, and Nam. Um... Darrell says, like, I don't know about this. And that's when Nick says Darrell has lost his edge. He lost his edge because I just feel like in interviews, like we had just, we, you know, plug shameless plug for our uh, our Patreon. We, we reviewed Fresh Meat, uh, the first one, season 12. And uh, he's he's in this season. And yeah, he's not like a standout when it comes to interviews ever. But he's got a chip on his shoulder for some reason in that. And he had just won the previous season. So it's like there's no real reason to have a chip on your shoulder. And that just reminded me of the old Darrell. He had a real edge to him. You know, he knew that no one else was more athletic than him in the house. No one was tougher than him in the house. And so and he kind of threw that around. I think, as I said before, age kind of changes a lot of things Mm -hmm. about a person. I don't think that his confidence is there like that. I mean, most of our interviews is him being like, well, I don't know how I'm going to stack up against this, or I hate heights, or I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm going to kick everybody's asses. Yeah. And he doesn't have that scowl on his face that he had, like, right. <laughs> fresh meat the whole time. And so he's less intimidating, and I just do feel like he lost his edge, and I'm not too sure how he's going to uh, fare in the rest of this, this season. You're right. All of his uh, interviews are like, man, I don't know. I hate this. Don't like this. Or he's saying, like, Cam, pick me. Or he's saying he likes his partner. I mean, he's coming off likable, which is. which is like it's not like he was unlikable, but he was kind of like a tough guy uh, in, in certain ways back in the day, and he's definitely lost that. This first heat of guys, Festy, Durrell, Devin, Josh, Kyle, and Nam, they don't do shit. They just hang onto the cargo, and they all get disqualified because uh, enough time goes by, and everybody's pissed. Especially Corey's like, I'm a rogue agent, I can't compete. Like. What the hell? Take advantage of this. Compete. This is why we're here. And this was like a chance for all of the women in their interviews to be like, you know, a lot of people say that men are stronger than women, but I think we are proving on this challenge that women are stronger than men. Yeah, that was a theme. It was a thing here. They use this as an opportunity to do that. And I'm like, boy, they're really airing this out. And it turns out later it's going to come back. Um, next up is the second girls heat. It's Amber B, Amber M, Lolo, Gabby, and Teresa. Teresa's kind of like going around talking to these gals, kind of like being like, yeah, and then if someone did that, and then she's just like, boy, it would be really nice if we use strategy here. Right, gals? Right, gals? And then like, it seems like no one is paying attention to her, but then you see, um, Cam, who has picked up on this, and she's whispering to Leroy, being like, yo, Teresa's trying to pull some shit over there. Yeah. Pay attention. She's trying to plot something with them. And then we get an interview from Amber B, and Amber B is like, hey, listen, like, Teresa's trying to do stuff to make us kind of, like, quit in her favor. I don't really get it. Honestly, this is the challenge. I came here to be challenged. I came here to compete. You're not going to boss me around or tell me what to do. I'm not going to quit the challenge during the season of the challenge. And she's like, I, I want to keep my partner safe. I need... my." My number one deal here is to keep Darrell safe. 
Teresa in an interview says, I have to keep Jay safe. I got him into this mess, and now I've got to win this to keep him safe. Um, these gals go up, and we see Teresa kind of just plucking the ladies off one by one. And we get little um, uh, closed captioning here. Little um, sound bites. Little, little subtitles. Uh, drop, drop. Just of like, okay, and drop. And then like the person would drop. And she did it with everybody. It was Gabby. It was, who were the other girls? Lolo. Amber M. Amber M first, then Lolo, then Gabby or whatever. And then it just came down to Amber B and Amber B did not drop. She won't drop. And they fought, they fought, they fought. They even did the thing where the helicopter dangerously skids the... Like dunks them. Dunks them in. Eventually, one of them falls. It turns out it is Amber B. So the winner of this heat is Teresa. Teresa wins. Next up, the guys, the second guys heat. And these guys um, are trying to get onto their cargo and like i guess the helicopter is about to take off but michi hasn't like found a spot yet and he's kind of like scrambling and then we just see anisa and casey laughing at michi and nick says write that down write that down well because it's just like anisa just you know points out michi like kind of fumbling and trying to get on the thing and he's there laughing giggling at him like he's an idiot and being like, look at little Michi, basically. <laughs> like, look at him. He can't do it. And he's like, oh, he did it. And then he jumped on his spot. And then they both laughed when he jumped on his spot. You could tell people are just kind of laughing mm. at Michi. And that's not usually good. Leroy J, Michi CT, and another guy. So, um, so CT and Michi just kind of hang there. Michi eventually falls off. Um, basically, what this comes down to is uh, only Michi falls off. Everybody else and Jay and Leroy are like battling it out. They're the only time. ones that are actually like fighting each other. I like, can really fighting. Neither of them are going to let go. They get timed out. And so everybody gets disqualified except for Michi, who lost legitimately. And Big T in an interview is like, the guys suck. And then TJ lines everybody up and he goes, it comes down to Teresa and Jay and Leroy and Casey. One second, folks. One second difference between the teams. It's interesting that it's always one second. Mm, it's always like one <laughs> or three. Yeah, last week it was three seconds. TJ says, if you're a woman, I'm proud of you. But if you're a boy, you suck. And then he says, the winning team is... Bum, ba, da, bum. Jane... Oh. Oh, what the excuse hell? me. <laughs> it was a Jane Casey. Casey and Leroy. Casey and Leroy. Wow, you really. Casey you and Leroy. Really. I don't have the notes in front of me. You Ash. don't remember the team that No, won. I meant to say Leroy and I said Jay. I get them confused. Double agents are going to be Casey and Leroy. This is their second time up. And uh, C uh, CT. Uh, TJ says, uh, by the way, the guys, you have to try on this fucking show. And I'm going to let you know right now, for some odd reason, I'm going to say, I make the rules. Yeah. Um, and then they just move on. It's like, what are you making the rules for? This bothered Nick yeah, a lot. Well, you didn't even write it down. You didn't even say it. I mean, it was important because it does come <laughs> back later. Because we're like, he's like, guys, you fucking suck. Women, you're the best. The men suck. You suck, you suck, you I suck. Said that. I'm going to tell you what right now. You have to try on my fucking show. This is my show. And I make the rules. The winner is Leroy and. Who's the other person? Casey. And then we move on. I'm like, what rules is he making? What do you mean I make the rules? Anyway, we'll talk about what rules later. Um, Amber B in an interview says, I'm glad Teresa didn't win. I'm confused as to why Amber B is so anti-Teresa because last week we just saw Amber B doing Teresa's bidding, I mean, agreeing I thought, with her. We thought Amber B was in the rookie crew. or the, Yeah, we or thought the, they were all the aligned. Big, the big T crew, and uh, it does not seem like it. I mean, I guess we're now going to find out. What has happened? Can Nani, I just... Nani took her under her wing. Nani hates Teresa. That's easy. It's somebody that she is being very nice to her and, and giving her confidence has been like, you're really great. And I'm going to let you know, Teresa's a snake and she's going to go, I'm on your side. So we'll see that. What is that next coming up? It's coming up. Yeah. Yep. Amber B's talking to Nani about how Teresa's mad at her. Yeah. I mean, she the fact that she's confiding in, in Nani about her game means they've gotten very close. Nani in an interview says, I trust Amber B. Look, they're friends. Then they're we friends. get shout, shout, let it all out. Hey, something fun's going to happen. It's a night out. Everybody's partying except for Teresa, who is drinking what appears to be a taped up Diet Coke by herself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, she's and, and it, Teresa, I mean, so I, they must have to go to these things. They have to. You would think that Teresa would not have shown up to this. She right? looks pissed. She doesn't want to drink. She, she's by herself. She's hanging out. She ain't doing shit. Gabby in an interview says, ooh, Teresa. 
whew, people turn on you quick in this house. Gabby goes to talk to Teresa and tells her there's a whole thing going on with putting in Darrell and Amber. Gabby's basically like, this is a rumor that's going around that you wanted to put in Darrell and Amber. Now, is Gabby say that or does Amber say that? Gabby says that to Teresa. Oh, so Gabby was the one who brought that up? Gabby just very quietly brings it up. Like, oh. not full details. So she kind of just She's drops just like, it. Hey, She's like, going on by the Darrell. way, you're my friend still, so I'm going to let you know what I'm hearing. Okay, yeah. But she doesn't do it. You know, we don't get the full, like, the rumor is is that you wanted to put Durrell in. We're right. just like, something's going around with Durrell and Amber. And then that's when Teresa's like, Durrell, come here. Right. Come here. And, and Durrell's like, no. <laughs> also sitting by himself at a picnic table. Yeah. So I'm like, is Durrell hanging out with everybody? Or is he like have to go to these things because contractually he has got to show up for his shoot that day? Teresa in an interview says, I don't know where all of this is coming from. And then Durrell in an interview says, you made the bed and now you got to lay in Durrell it. is pissed because he's heard his name. He doesn't want to hear his name. But I, I'm more interested in, is he just sitting at a, does he hang out with anybody? Like, what is Darrell doing while everybody's, all the young kids are dancing? I don't know. What is he doing? Is he drinking? Is he, what is he doing? I, I don't think he drinks, does he? So is he just sitting at that weird picnic table in an igloo by himself? Somebody hang out with Darrell, please. This is getting sad. We see Teresa and Amber B having a conversation. Teresa's getting heated. Amber keeps her cool and they're at this like uh point in uh, in the igloo with, that i see every episode which is like clearly at some point like some of the challengers get behind a bar and go i'm gonna pass out the champagne and then they they sit behind the buckets of ice and then like hand out the drinks to people on the other side of the bar i've seen it in every igloo scene but not for as long as i've actually been able to analyze it in this episode because an argument happens over this bar area but next to Teresa and Amber, you see Fessy, and he's over at a different bucket, like, shooting the shit with somebody else, pouring a drink. So I'm like, what is going on here? Do they all just decide at some point, like, I'm bartender this hour, and they go back and they pour drinks for people? Or is it like, I just get on this side of the table to pour a drink for everybody, you know? Or does production go, if you're going to stand over here and talk to somebody... One of you has to be on the other side of the bar so we can get the shot. Like, what is the reason for them being on that side of the bar? I don't even listen, Nick. I got to tell you this on the podcast. You're too hung up on this. To be honest, when we were watching, you paused it. You did this whole rant during the thing. It's not even a full bar. It's just like it's a table. A, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like someone just walked around to the other side of the table. Yeah, but why? Who knows? They're all walking around that space. Yeah, like, but it's such a small area to be standing no, in. No, it's not. It's 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 Fessy going, hey, you want me to make you a drink? And then and going Teresa back there. got on that side of the table. Miss Diet Pepsi? Yeah, there's Who doesn't hang out with anybody? Around. Something tells me that it's like, okay, uh, Teresa and Fessy, you guys are bartenders now. No. And then they have to stand there for happening. the next half hour. What were Teresa and Amber B talking about? I have no idea. See, this is the problem. Teresa and Amber B are having a conversation about how um, Amber B wouldn't throw it. And Teresa's like, I wasn't even really telling you to throw it. And Amber B's like, I'm protecting my partner. Teresa gets pissed amber b keeps her cool and then amber b says in an, an interview i have learned my lesson with Teresa. i want to say as little as possible anisa in an interview says the rookie squad is tight but they're not gonna be her minions devin in an interview says if i was jay i would be fuming with my partner and this is weird because devin's like i would be so upset with my partner because he has a target on his back and and Teresa's just walking around here with a dopey smile on her face and then literally we're just seeing shots of Teresa walking around looking incredibly upset like the opposite of smiling right but she's had a creepy smile on her face throughout this show where she's like I'm here and I don't want to be here and I'm an asshole like she kind of like has that look on her face a little bit we have a commercial when we come back it's uh Devin talking to Fessy at the house and he's saying we don't want you to win we don't want you to win. And then Devin in an interview says, hey, I noticed right now this is a good time to, you know, fuck up some shit with Fessy. It's a good time to poke the bear. Well, they're getting at him, uh, Kyle and, and Devin getting at Fessy because it was a physical challenge and he didn't do squat. He was in the timeout crew of the first heat of the men. So, um, yeah, it's uh, you can tell Fessy is and you'll figure it out this out a little bit later if you didn't figure it out immediately. He is lit up. He is drunk as shit. And so they have decided to poke the bear, as Devin says. Let's rattle this cage up a bit. Kyle in an interview says, if we can wind them up, we're going to um, back at the house. Okay, so that must have been at the bar. So now they're back at the house. 
Um, Devin is saying, like, don't be mad at me because you've lost control. Then he starts yelling, Big Brother sucks. <laughs> Fessy's yelling. Fessy's, like, trying to, like, poke them a lot. And then he tries to fight Kyle, and then production jumps in. Yeah, and yeah. It, it gets pretty messy here. Messy Fessy, as they call him. Um, Josh is trying to call him down. Then we they're outside. Josh is, like, talking to Fessy, like, that's what he's like. Just, like, ignore him. Then Devin starts mooning them. And then Josh is like, well, I guess I'll go in there and start and uh, get get poked at. And then so he goes inside and he starts uh, being, you know, getting back into it with Devin. And he throws water at Devin, who and then he throws water at Kyle. He throws water at Devin and some of it hits Kyle. And then Kyle turns around and throws water at him. And then they have to, you know, the uh, production has to break it up. The the bouncers. Josh leaves the room and like they're Kyle and Devin are pissed. And CT's like, it's not worth it. Like. Josh is a man child. You, I, listen, he goes, listen, we all want to punch his head, uh, Josh's head in, but we can't because he's a man child. Mm. And then uh, Ashley and I are watching the Josh season of Survivor right now. To Big kind Brother. Of, uh, of Big Brother. And I'll be honest, this must be something, a trigger for, for Josh that people know about because in this season, especially in the beginning part of it, he is being called a, a baby, a, a man child who needs to change his diapers and stuff like that. Mostly because he's crying and throwing fits the whole time. But yeah. So uh, this is something that follows Josh around. Poor big baby Josh. Poor Josh. <laughs> and then we see Josh and Devin having back and forth. And Josh is like, you have three seconds to get away from me. And then he pushes Devin hard. I mean, it does seem he like Devin. Him. It's a shove. Devin does lean into it. He a does. Bit. Le- it looks like he flops a bit, uh, like a little bit of a flop to draw foul. But no, I mean, this is a push. This is a big old push. I not, mean, on yeah. the line, on the line to like, oh boy, are they going to kick this guy out? Yeah, it did make us wonder. But they've lost so many men at this point. Yeah, I would I be know. surprised over a push like that. And Nani honestly, shows up. The push was bad, but it was like no one was that heated. No one was actually going to fight. It was uh, you, you could tell. But um, you know, this is. I, I I said this to to Ashley. I go, you know, people maybe are upset with Devin and Kyle doing this but this is the game as long as I've been watching this show there has been a tactic in this game can you rile somebody up to get them to go home and uh, make a stupid decision and then they'll throw a punch or do something dumb and then have to go home and that has been a part of the challenge since as long as I remember really enjoying this goddamn show so um, I'm not upset with Devin or Kyle for for prodding these two idiots uh, for, first of all, these guys are huge. You know what I mean? That's number one. It's not like they're picking on little guys. Um, they're outsized by the both of them. And honestly, Kyle and Devin are not comp beasts. They need to get in people's heads. They need to prod these people. And they need to make dummies make dumb decisions and then leave the show. So un- un- unfortunately, I think Devin was 100% in the right here. Um, next day, Casey says to Fessy, they're trying to get out a reaction out of you. You got to be cool. Casey in an interview once again says, I'm worried about my alliance. Every week, Casey's like, my alliance sucks. Then we see Devin and Gabby having a talk. And Devin's like, I genuinely apologize for that side of me. Gabby in an interview is like, I'm worried because like one little thing happens here. And like all of a sudden the target is on you. Back at the bunks, we see Teresa, Jay, Amber B., and they're trying to set the whole Durrell thing straight. And then that's when Teresa realizes that someone has gone around the house saying that she was going to put Durrell in. This is when this all starts to make sense. You know, it was hinted at last night at the igloo. Something is being said about Durrell. You tried to get her to, you know, quit. But now it's come straight out. You were going to put Durrell in. You and Jay had a secret plan to put Durrell in. And Teresa's like, what? No, we didn't. And then she, Teresa's like, this is CT. CT has done this. CT was the only person I even mentioned Durrell to. And I have the notes. I remember what outfit I was wearing. Yeah, she's keeping notes. She's like, I was wearing a Lululemon shirt. Yeah. It was between the hours of 9 and 10 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well. Teresa's pissed because this is just a casual comment that she had with CT about really what an elimination what a a champion Durrell is you know and and the fact that it has been turned into Teresa's trying to get Durrell out Teresa's pissed Uh, honestly this is a uh, yeah okay I mean do you believe that or are you just saying what she's saying I'm saying what we saw on the television because because I don't I I think this conversation was 100% let's get Durrell out I, I don't feel like either of them have a leg to stand on 
as far as what the intentions were. Darrell's really tough. We should probably get him out. That was like the conversation boiled yeah. down to its rue. Yeah, and Teresa's like, how dare CT use that information I know. against I, me? I, this is something, and 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 I was going to save this to bring it up, but I mean, I guess I'll save it till we talk about it. But uh, all right, continue. So we go to deliberation. Devin apologizes to the whole house for his behavior. Uh, this is this is so stupid that he does this. Why even bring any bring it up? That the idea that he would apologize to the whole house and the whole house is like, hey, you know what? Devin apologized, so it's cool. Like, just shut up, Devin. You know that, that it's bad enough you apologize to Gabby the next day. Jay starts talking about like if we would have won this, that he's like we didn't have a master plan. And then Cam was like, so who would y'all have thrown in? So this is when they're ha- they're talking about this rumor that right. D- Jay and Teresa were going to put in Durrell. And, 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 the, and Teresa and Jay's whole thing, really, Teresa's like, we didn't talk about it. I've, str- I've, str- I've strategized every second of this game of me being here, but for some reason, we didn't talk about who'd we throw in. Teresa says the only person I ever had a conversation with about Durrell was CT. So I guess what is happening here, and this is the gaps I would have liked MTV to fill in, I would have liked Teresa to say, just straight Straight up, there is a rumor going around that I have approached, that Jay and I have approached numerous people about Durrell and Amber because she keeps harping on this idea that I only talked about Durrell to CT. So that must be what the rumor is, is that she's going around talking about Durrell to a bunch of people because she keeps being like, the only person I had a conversation with about Durrell was CT. And then CT's like, you're a bold-faced liar. And then Anissa in an interview says, okay, y'all, CT is just as sneaky as Teresa. Teresa then says, point blank, at this deliberation. But then then Anissa says, he's just as sneaky as as Teresa, but he has a way of of always making it about somebody else and not him. That's true. And and it is true. Yeah. This is a good game for him to play. So they they are arguing arguing back and forth, and CT pipes up, and he's like, you're a bold-faced liar. You've turned on everybody in this house. No one can take your word for granted. You, you suck. No one can take your word for granted. I don't know. No one will ever. <laughs> no one will ever speak to you again. Don't ever try it. You're a liar. You're pegged. You. 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 It's you. I didn't do anything. And Teresa's kind of just being like, well, whatever. Blah blah blah. So Teresa in, in this argument. This is what I was trying to say before. This seems to be who her. Um, her mo, like her 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 thought process throughout like the last couple of episodes, is. Hey guys, like, yeah, I'm being sneaky and I'm talking about teams that I want to go out, but like, why does CT have to blow my game up? Why can't he just let me pull off my master plans and let me win this game? I don't understand it. And everybody else is like, Teresa, we found you out. You're being sneaky. We want you to go home because of it. You've double-crossed a whole bunch of people last episode. This episode, we caught you trying to double-cross a couple other people. We caught you trying to talk shit. We caught you being an asshole. So now what we're going to do is eliminate a person that we've singled out to be sneaky. And she's just like, yeah, I'm being sneaky, but let me be sneaky and win this game. Like this is the, the, to me, seems to be the debate that they're having here under all of this shit. And it's so stupid. Teresa, I understand she's got a fight, but like she really has the attitude of somebody who's like can't believe that she's been caught. And like even if she's been caught, like guys, leave me alone. Like this is the challenge and I'm winning it. It's like, no, Teresa, you've made mistakes. You were not sneaky enough and now they've caught you. And that's the end of it. Everybody is trying to win this game with little bits of information. You've given them too much and now you're on the chopping block. So take your lashings. You're 100% right. I agree. Teresa's interviews are just really sort of like, I don't understand why everyone is using what I said against they're, me. They're infuriating. It's like, yeah. guys, I'm on a reality TV show and I'm trying to win. Of course I'm double crossing people. Stop blowing up my spot. And it's just like, yes, but you're supposed to be sneaky about it. Because yeah. my game, my defensive game is to find out people like you and eliminate them before they get to people like me. So Teresa and CT are having this back and forth at the deliberation. And then Teresa stops and she goes, you know what? We're taping a television show and they have proof of every conversation. So and, and this is the moment where I was like, OK, finally, somebody said it. So finally, somebody said it. I wanted it to be said earlier, um, I, which literally I wanted somebody to say, like, OK, we're on a We're on a strategy game show. Your strategy was to eliminate some people. We found that out. 
And so now we're going to flip it on you. So that's how this works. I don't understand what you're confused by. But instead, it's Teresa saying, like, I'm going to show I, there's going to be receipts on television. And there will be. And we did see them. And but I, I, the only thing I don't like about this whole back and forth with CT and Teresa and this deliberation here is CT's interview just cop to it in the interview. Do you really not remember saying that you wanted Darrell out in an interview and in our IRL conversation with Teresa at the uh, breakfast table? Like, you don't remember? Because in his interview, he was like, yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't say nothing. Maybe I said, I say a lot of stuff in this game. Maybe I said that. I don't remember saying that. Uh, I thought he was doing that in a coy way. Like, I don't remember saying not that. Not really. And also, like, we've seen him before be like, yeah, that's me or whatever. And you're in the you're in the confessional where you're telling your true thoughts to people. This is how the game is, is tied together. Just be like, well, she caught me, but I'm going to do whatever I can to get out of this one. Just give me, like, something normal instead of denying it in your interview. It's weird. Cam and Teresa then kind of have a back and forth. Cam's pissed. Teresa's upset. Teresa in an interview says she's sounds like she's crying, but we don't actually see tears. She says, I don't know why everyone is like lying on my name. Then we have a commercial and we come back. Cam says to the group, we all have to go down there. Okay. So let you and Jay go down there. Cam in an interview says, um, I hope everyone votes with me. I'm letting the house know who I'm voting for. I hope they all vote with me. We have voting um, happen, and, you know, voting's fun, I guess. Can I talk about Cam's sort of uh, uh, deal here? So Cam is like, um, she she does make that proclamation. Here's how I'm voting, you know. It's a smart move. It's telling people, hey, there is somebody to vote for, and I know for, I take, I'm taking word, uh, I believe Cam here that she's going to vote, so hmm, I'll, th- I'll pile on with that. It's an easy way to, like, uh, open up a door to pile on. Um, but she also says before that is... She makes the case for Leroy. It's like Leroy's basically is like Leroy's girlfriend was attacked. Okay. And he wants this sort of poetic justice. Give him that. Like the idea that Leroy it's just like, let Leroy beat up on Jay for me. That's what the man wants. Give the man what he wants. And she calls it poetic. Let him have his poetic justice. And uh, I think that's such a funny way of just being like, here's another reason for you to throw. Because we all love Leroy. Wouldn't it be fun to see him get his, get Jay get his comeuppance from Leroy? Kind of would be poetic, wouldn't it, folks? Um, so to me, I feel like two pretty decent tactics from Cam here, one after another. Um, we see the voting. Nothing really to report here. I mean, most people vote for Teresa and Jay. We do see Fessy vote for Devin and Gabby, and Fessy says, I'm going to vote Devin's ass in every chance I get. Then we see Casey and Leroy. They're going to get that incoming data that is classified, and they learn that the compromise agents are, in fact, Teresa and Jay. MTV did not give us a red herring in this episode no, at all. No, it was called Die Another Jay. Jay was on the chopping block the whole time. Jay just goes in. I mean, this is like one of the more straightforward episodes of this show. Leroy says to Casey, now it's on me whether I go down there or not. And he's saying, like, I feel good about this one. And in an interview, he says, I can't be scared. I feel like I have to get a skull. My girl has a skull. I got to go down there. Um, then they're kind of saying like, yeah, well, if you don't want to go down, we can put in Nam. And um, someone is talking about Nam, and they say he's either lost in this game or he's playing a really good game pretending to be Leroy lost. Leroy says this, this okay. and that's his reason for like that. That's his next up is like he's either playing the best game ever or he don't know what the hell's going on. And both of those are reasons for me to throw him in. Plus, his main dude is is, is Jay. Jay. We see Lolo talking to Nam outside, and she's like, get prepared. They might put you in. Nam in an interview is like, I don't know what's going on. I only have one person I can trust, and it's Jay. We see Leroy and Cam talking, having a cute little couple moment. Leroy saying, I want my skull. Cam in an interview says, I want him to get his gold skull, but what if he loses? Nam is talking to Jay, and he's like, if he wants the skull so bad, why doesn't he go down there? Talking about Leroy. Then we see elimination has been activated. Boo, boo, boo. Everyone files into the crater. They line up. TJ says, okay, before I tell you, the agents that have been compromised, first things first. Last night was unacceptable. Talking about Devin's ass. Consider this your one and only warning. You're talking about the fight from the night the before. The fight, right? yeah. And then I was, yeah, not just the mooning, but like the entire incident. And then he says, um, also, all the guys who did not try at the last challenge... Your votes do not count. So I guess this is where TJ makes the rules. Um, I, I 
disagree with this move wholeheartedly. I'm going to spoil the next moment. It does not change the outcome. If it did, I would be really, really upset. This is a strategy game. There's millions of different ways to play it, okay? Um, and maybe the strategy was to time out for some reason. I get it. This is where I wanted the, the, the call out of the television show. Back when TJ, during the mission where all the men timed out, I want when he was disappointed in the men, I wanted him to be like, hey, guys, look around. You see this camera crew? We've invested a lot of money in this show. Not only this show, but this particular challenge. Do you know how much it costs to have this helicopter guy around for 12 hours? Okay, that's $500,000 to put this entire challenge on. Today, you guys ruined it. You fucked up our TV show. It's a flop fucking mission. Okay, try being TV stars and entertaining us and trying on the fucking challenge. If I would have heard that from him later, I would have enjoyed this consequences. But the fact that he was like, I'm disappointed in you guys. I make the rules. And then during the crater, he's just like, everybody's vote doesn't count. If you're not going to say straight up, this is a TV show and we're here to entertain and that's your number one job, then kayfabe or like in challenge world, in the mo if you have a challenge brain on, you got to be like, yeah, maybe there was a fucking strategy in Fessy st sitting there and not moving. And to penalize somebody for a strategy move is such bullshit. Like on Survivor, if somebody throws a challenge, it's because of a strategy move. In the challenge, if someone throws a challenge, it's because of a strategy move. You should be propping up strategy, allowing people who can't physically win this game to have chances to physically win, to, to have chances to actually win this game and sometimes that's poking and prodding big guys to get them to beat you up so that they go home early or throwing a mission so that something happens in your favor i know that's not exactly what happened here because it doesn't seem like it it seems like they just threw the mission and it was a fucking boring challenge but to penalize them so hard that you would remove that many people's votes out of contention is fucking bullshit. It's the same shit that they do when they bring Ashley back, even though she was fucking eliminated in the first episode legitimately. You've given somebody twice the amount of chances to win half a million dollars or whatever it ends up being. That's bullshit. Telling these people that their votes don't count because they threw a fucking challenge is bullshit. That's my tirade. I agree. And I support you in this, Nick. And, Thank you. And I'm drafting a letter. Now, the only reason I'm not really livid about this is because it does not change the compromised agents. Yeah, it doesn't affect things at all. And then we get interviews from people basically negating everything that Nick just said. I mean, CT's like, TJ's right. This is what we deserve. Uh, Nani on in interviews like, this challenge proved the girls are better. So... Teresa and Jay come down. Jay, uh, TJ looks up there. He goes like, double agents? What are you going to do? You want to come down there? And then Leroy's like, yeah, I do. And then Cam in an interview is like, I admire how brave he is. And then Jay in an interview is like, great. I have an angry boyfriend coming down. And then we learn that this uh, elimination is called Fire Escape. We've seen it before. It was the first elimination of the season when Ashley was sent home by Natalie and TJ said it's the one where you're hanging from the pole and you only got your, your hands and your feet are ba bound and you're going up and down the pole hanging by it and then it's lit on fire and then TJ says I've made it twice as long with three times the obstacles and uh, aka this is a J challenge I mean this is a grip hanging he's a challenge rock climber. he's a rock climber to me uh, to pull uh, Leroy's body to have to pull twice the amount of you know to me this does not look like it's in Leroy's favor so kudos to Leroy for seeing this, knowing what it is, and still accepting. Leroy says in his interview before this begins, he says, this is my final season, so I have a lot riding on this. That's big, folks. That's big. How now dare he drop this bomb right at the end I'll, of the app? I'll tell you what. I was uh, I like Jay, and so it was tough for me to see uh, Jay versus Leroy here, and I was like, ah, I like them both. I want to see them both come back. When he said this is going to be his final season, it kind of solidified for me, like, okay, we want Leroy to 100% win yeah. the entire challenge, let alone this crater deal. So uh, now I'm pulling for Leroy here. Jay says, I'm super, I'm super excited to go against Leroy. He's a true competitor. Um, you know, I wonder, TJ said that he made this twice as long with three times the obstacles. Does that mean that when Natalie and Ashley did this, like Natalie just flew through it? Like, why did he... Why change Natalie it? Natalie did not fly through it. They both got stuck for quite a... That was not a blowout. 
like we thought it was going to be versus Ashley. So why did she you make it g- twice as long with three times the obstacles? Probably for the guys. The guys have more arm. This is only arm strength. Upper body. It's it. It's like if you don't have arm strength and you can't pull your body around like crazy, you're done in this, you know, in, in this challenge. So I think they and also it's just like, well, we're reusing uh, a crater elimination. I yeah. Mean, all, and that was like what's going on six episodes ago. It's like not that long ago. It's weird that this came back. What do you think is going on with the challenge and their eliminations and their dailies? Because I would say I, you, I think you can agree with me. There's been like a serious drop off in entertainment value and just like, you know, overall complexity of these eliminations uh, I think, um, and dailies. I think COVID probably screwed everything up. But preparation I mean like wise. in the past five seasons. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like they've got that th- that the um, because that's I think taken a backseat. Well, because they're they're trying to figure out ways to make these all equal. So, like, if you're a strong person, that's not going to take you to the end. You know what I mean? So, it's hard when it's just not like an arm wrestling match. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, how do you make this interesting? I wish I had an answer for it. I don't know. I I, I do. I I don't mind the competitions that they've been doing. I really don't. I think this particular season. Um, they some of their dailies have completely flopped. The fucking drone daily. I mean, they uh, th- they this clearly daily yeah. Today. These dailies have flopped, and they just and last season's dailies have flopped. I mean, if you go back to like Rivals three, those dailies were like fun and interesting, and they clearly just have a different team working on them. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this elimination, Nick. Uh, what do you have to say about it? Uh, nothing. I just feel like I was expecting Jay to blow through this, and I think they both moved pretty quick. They took off, you guys, like bullets. Boom. Yeah. Right out the gate. And they no one's struggling here. They're just throwing their arms back, pulling their bodies. Throwing their so, arms, pulling their bodies. And it looks like what happens is they're kind of neck and neck up until about halfway through the first uh, length of this thing. And then it seems like that's when Leroy puts it in hyper gear and gets to the end about, uh, you know, a quarter of the way quicker than Jay does. And then he blows back to the finish line. And I'm telling you, they show this uh, Leroy moving on this thing, going to the finish line. And it's like he's gliding like he's got he's got rocket boosters on. It's so fast. They had to make it look like there was any chance that Jay was going to win by replaying the same little struggle he had to get over the last obstacle. A one-second struggle. Yeah, that they showed for a minute. Because at the end, by the way, Leroy wins. Leroy wins! He cooks Jay. And at the end... TJ looks at Jay and goes, hey, listen, Jay, I'm going to tell you what right now, like you're really good at this stuff, but there's literally no one on the planet that could have beat what Leroy just did. You guys came in at under a minute to go back and forth on this thing. Under a minute. Jay in an interview was like, how did he beat me? Like, what's going on? It was unbelievable, uh, Leroy. Uh, pulling. I mean, his his uh, he must have been so, I, I can imagine he almost blacked out doing this. I mean, he had the rhythm down. It was crazy. Nothing is cuter. Then Cam at the end of this going, I love you. I'm so proud of you. And then Leroy looked at Cam. He goes, I was moving, huh? And then, uh, yeah. And, and then she, Cam kind of like touches her hair. And yeah. She, um, and she was like, yeah, I saw it. It was, uh, you know, she kind of <laughs> does like a little cute thing. It was Le- very nice. Leroy's like, this is a special moment. Yeah. I love that my girl can see me do this. He, he says in an interview, I heard everyone yelling for me. And that's like the best feeling I've ever had on this show. TJ tells him it was under a minute. And then TJ says to Jay, Jay, you are a true competitor. And I am positive we will see you in the future. Yeah. TJ loves Jay. They're, They're the same dude. Yeah, Ashley pointed this out last night. They're cut from the same cloth. A couple years difference, but yes, they are the same type of guy. They definitely have gone like BMX biking together. Yeah, they're going to win. Or at least talked about it. They're going to windsurf. Jay says, man, this sucks. I love competing. Hopefully I can come back next season and battle it out. Jay has reminded us, by the way, that he is doing this for his family. Nam in an interview says, this is hard to see Jay go. Darrell says in an interview, this is all Teresa's fault. TJ says to Leroy, you earned your gold skull like you were supposed to do. Now, what do you want to do? Pick a new partner, stay with your partner, or go with Teresa. And then he looks up at Cam, and Cam is like, Casey, Casey. And Cor and Leroy says, I'm going to stick with Casey. He says, as much as I want to ride the rest of this show out with my girl, I'm going to stick with Casey. It's not the right time. Yeah. So... Um, and, and then Corey in an interview goes, oh, man, I'm partnered with Toxic T. Toxic T. Um, Got a new nickname in the house. 
And that's the episode? That's the episode. There you go, folks. This I mean, there is one last interview with Teresa, but who uh, knows Our what DVR was cut off. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's the way it ends, folks. Uh, thank you for listening. Remember, we'll be back next week with another recap of the uh, eighth episode of this uh, fantastic television show. Don't forget, we put out regular episodes every Monday. Get over there, uh, subscribe to our podcast, rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. If you'd like to, write a nice little review. We'd appreciate it. If you want even more of uh, Reality Blows, well, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Reality Blows. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes a month. And Ash and I have to crank out our second bonus episode of January, which has to come in the next few days. So, uh, you know, get, get, over, get there. over there. We've got a whole bunch to watch anyway or listen to. Um, as always, uh, may TJ just make the rules, folks. Yeah. And may also TJ say you're a great competitor and you will definitely be back. Bye. Bye.